Welcome to the Survive to Thrive Radio Network at www.survive, the number two, thrive.net. Times are getting tough for most of us, and being prepared has never been more important. All of our hosts strive to keep you well informed so that you can achieve optimum health in all areas of your life. If you feel that the shows and website are informative, please share this information with your friends and family. If you would like to see certain topics covered, please let us know. Join us on Facebook to help spread the word. You can find the link at the bottom right of the Survive to Thrive homepage. Enter Health Botanicals is the sole sponsor for this network, providing you not only with important information, but also with highly effective products that produce real results, such as Enter Food, Coconut Milk Powder, Liver Cleanse, Coco Mojo, Silamarin, Nutri-Cafe, and introducing the new 40-day, 40-night organic preparedness pail, a preparedness supply unlike any other on the market today. Supporting Enter Health supports both this network and your own health. Without good health, we go nowhere. Go to survivetothrive.net and click on the Enter Health banner on the top right for automatic discounts or call them at 866-762-9238. That's 866-762-9238. You can also go to their website at www.enerfood.com. That's E-N-E-R-F like Frank, O-O-D like dog, dot com. Enerfood.com. A big thank you to all of our listeners already taking the products that Enter Health offers. We truly appreciate it. We thank you for your support and encourage you to listen often to stay informed during these crucial times. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It's the Hawk coming to you live. It's 5-10-2019, the Friday Night Live show. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I'll tell you what, ladies and gentlemen. I would be remiss if I did not read it because I've been reading it since I started uh, seeing this kind of action. Ezekiel 38. And the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, set thy face against Gog the land of Magog, the chief prince of Meshach and Tubal, and prophesy against him and say, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I am against thee, O Gog, the chief prince of Meshach and Tubal, and I will turn thee back and put hooks into thy jaws, and I will bring thee forth in all thine army, horses and horsemen, all of them clothed with all sorts of armor, even a great company with bucklers and shields, all of them handling swords. Incidentally, I think those are tanks, and the sword is the uh, cannon. Persia, Ethiopia, and Libya with them, all of them with shield and helmet. Persia, Ethiopia, and Libya with them, all of them with shield and helmet, and Gomer and all of his bands, the house of Togarma, the north quarters, and all his bands, and many people with thee. Be thou prepared and prepare for thyself, thou and all thy company that are assembled unto thee, and be thou a guard unto them. And after many days thou shalt be visited in the latter years, thou shalt come into the land that is brought back from the sword and is gathered out of many people against the mountains of Israel, which have been always waste, but it is brought forth out of the nations and they shall dwell safely, all of them. 
and thou shalt ascend and come like a storm, and thou shalt be like a cloud to cover the land, thou and all thy bands and many people with thee. And then here's the verse 10, ladies and gentlemen. All of that is the Gog Magog War, right? But then, thus saith the Lord God, it shall also come to pass that at the same time, shout that the same time as all these things up above here, that at the same time shall things come into thy mind, and thou shalt think an evil thought, and thou shalt say, I will go up to the land of unwalled villages. Can you say America? And I will go to them that are at rest, that dwell safely, all of them dwelling without walls and having neither bars nor gates, to take a spoil and to take a prey. <laughs> and you notice on verse 11 it says and thou shalt say I will go up up to the land of unwalled villages well now if you come through the southern border of the United States you're going up to the land of the unwalled villages aren't you and so you've got all these people coming through as we've been talking about on this show since 2004, I talked to you back then about the Comanche Trail, how Ahmed Sanchez and, and, uh, and uh, you know, Mustafa Gomez are coming up the trail back then. And back in 2004 and 2005, and we told you about the Red Chinese in Mexico, in housing developments, back in 2005. So we've been preaching on this for a while. And then I started out in 2004, and I started telling you this. But they're coming up to the land of the unwalled villages, you see, to take a prey, to turn their hand upon the desolate places that are now inhabited and upon the people that are gathered out of the nations which have gotten cattle and goods that dwell in the midst of the land. They're going to come for the center, ladies and gentlemen, where the cattle and the grain and the farms are all at, you see. So I'm going to tell you what. In 2004, I had uh, deep background information, and I reported to you back then. Back then, we had three carrier groups in the Persian Gulf, and I think another in the Med. It may have been two in the Persian Gulf and one in the Med across the way. But be that as it may, we had that going on at that time. In 2004, Iran had reputedly or allegedly had up to 40 nuclear warheads in 2004. And that's before they developed full capability of making them themselves. They were buying them on the black market, which that black market had been subdued and had been under control of Valerie Plame, the Blues Allen Hamilton, uh, you know, CIA knock. And she was the one watching the scientists and watching that market, and she had it all dialed in to protect America. And you remember who outed her and who started to try to let the nukes fly and was trading in nukes allegedly, allegedly trading in nukes, was Darth 
Dove Hunter Cheney. Old Darth, Dove Hunter Cheney. And how Cheney even went so far, allegedly, as to uh, purloin, that means steal or grab, uh, you know, un, un, in, an, in an unproper manner, nuclear warheads from up in Minot, remember that? And they ended up on the, uh, on the, uh, in the, in a transport at Barksdale and in, uh, in Louisiana, and that some of them were bound, going to be bound for the Middle East, and that also that there was uh, uh, going to be using them, and that Cheney was going to, had a plan to dress up some fake Iranian patrol boats and uh, put missiles and stuff on them and have some Navy SEALs sort of drive one or something or have somebody drive them and attack a U.S. carrier group and the thing, so that back then we could have gone to war and annihilated Iran, okay? And that was the plan. They also had the plan where they were going to, they had the nuclear device, allegedly, the Luciferian crowd under Dark Dove Hunter and uh, some of the factions of the U.S. military that were on their side, had allegedly a nuclear weapon in a uh, in a vessel or a small craft uh, down in the Houston Ship Channel at a marina. And back then, that was about 2.05, as I recall. There was a little bit of talk about it. And then I remember back then that uh, uh, a certain person and myself found out information that there was a trap being laid there for the MMB, the mighty men of valor who are going to go try and grab that nuke and take it out of the hands of the bad U.S. guys who wanted to start the whole war with Iran back then, okay? And at that time, however, they were going to blow, allegedly blow the BP petroleum plant off the Houston ship channel allegedly back then was the plot and then blame that on the Iranians or on whoever and that's what was going on so we got wind so to speak from uh, paying in those days a lot of attention to the to the uh, what was on the the frequencies you see signal intelligence, listening in, what have you, and figuring certain items out. And back then, some of the dummies used to talk in the clear. Cheney used to talk in the clear on Air Force Two, on his phone. So anyway, the fact of the matter is, is that myself and a certain other person warned the MMB, El Doctore and his group, the doctor. And we told him there's a, there's an ambush waiting for you and it's going to be done. And it's allegedly, allegedly, allegedly being ordered by who I called at the time Pietro Pace, Peter Pace or whatever his name was, who was allegedly uh, the CFR guy, you know. So consequently, they went down there and there was an ambush, but... 
they were able to grab that nuclear device away from the bad guys and take it to them. And none of this is on the TV. None of it's in the newspaper. You understand? This happens at the old dark 30. And although the MMB did lose some personnel, they did not lose the whole group, and they were able to grab the nuke. And uh, myself and the other person were thanked profusely for the assistance. So this stuff has been going on for a long time with Iran. And back then, Iran in 2004 had 110 super sunburn missiles. And they were fast and hot and still are. And then now, since then, they've developed their own cruise missiles. And they also had 100 exosets, which is a very good French anti-ship missile. And back then, we had an Aegis system that could only handle maybe three, four, five missiles at a time with the phalanx guns and stuff. And that I said back then, if they launch a whole bunch of them at once, it'll overwhelm the Aegis defense systems. And it'll take out the carrier groups and dead duck them right to straight to our moves and interdict all of the water. And I said, if they put a nuke or two on there, they don't all have to have nukes. All they got to use is an anti-ship missile or a Skaval, S-K-V-A-A-L, torpedo, Skaval, torpedo which is like a supersonic torpedo under the water that the Russians have. And they have those in Iranian subs, which are perfectly good subs made in uh, Germany for them. You know, nice diesels, quiet. And they also have uh, neat little uh, uh, patrol boats. They can launch them off of that, too. So consequently, back in 2004, I said that the Pentagon should get those things out of there, the carrier groups out of there. Because they can dead duck them and interdict the oil. Russia, which has a treaty with Iran, as does China, and as does Venezuela, and as does North Korea, okay, and some others. They, then, Russia and Iran can take the Iranian oil out through a pipeline that goes to Europe, you see. Which has had some interruptions here of late, disturbing the Germans and the French quite a bit, you see, because they depend upon the Russian and the Baku oil fields, that's Baku and, and, and that area, and the Iranian oil to come up through that Russian pipeline to keep the heat, the lights, and everything on, the natural gas and the oil, in Germany, in Austria, all those places. So consequently, you think that they've improved their position since that time, and oh, some of those 40 nuclear warheads were sitting there with Russian missile, uh, uh, Russian missile outfit crews sitting in warehouses and they were sitting on them and even back then if you remember we talked about almond joy and the coconuts almond joy Ahmadinejad, okay almond joy and the coconuts in iran that they had trained all their people on the s-400s and then they played a game in the press oh well it wasn't going to be an s-400 
we're going to give him an S3, Hunter Putin says. But, oh, now we're not going to give him. Oh, yeah, we are. Oh, now we're not. No, we didn't. They've got S400s there in Iran. And that means basically they can control up to uh, and watch up to, I think, 1,200 targets a unit, something like that, out to about 350, 400 miles surrounding each one, and they do the overlapping fire. Now, all of this would not be bad if we were back in that era. But the fact of the matter is, we're in this era where the Iranians, along with the Russians, the Russians took it over, but the Iranians started it because they have some good engineers. They went to school, a lot of them went to school uh, at University of Illinois and SIU Carbondale and at Purdue and uh, a whole bunch of good places. You know what I'm saying? And they developed a more portable electromagnetic pulse weapon, all right, that's being used to knock out our jets, okay? that the Russians then took over. And you remember, I've told you again and again about all of the planes of ours that have gone down, all about the ships, the Donald SS, USS Donald Cook in the Black Sea. One Sukhoi flies over and bingo, all the systems go kablooey and go off. And they're down to emergency lighting and hardly any power whatsoever. And they finally get it started and limp out of the Black Sea. You understand? And then we have trouble with all the other Arleigh Burke class destroyers. They've got the number. They've got also Chinese chips. They don't even have to use electromagnetic. They can just hack them because they're their chips and they send a message to them. Now, I've gone all through all of that. And that also means that F-35s that go down off the coast of Japan, why do they go down? Well, we don't know. It's all under investigation. But this is a whole panoply of things that are related. These are the dots that the people in D.C. are too stupid to connect. And the FBI is playing games. Old Ray Ray and all with his fancy hairdo and, oh, they're all just high-fiving, uh, uh, you know, Rosenstein. Rosenstein is sitting there, and he was part of the deal that was trying to take Trump out. But they're letting him off, and old Buller, you know, he's not going to testify, but Barr, Barr's lapping up a storm. As I told you, I predicted Barr will not do jack doodly squad except on a couple low-level people, and this will be quite some time from now. I also am going to predict that what comes out of the Inspector General will be sort of like the last Inspector General report. It'll have some damning information, but no right conclusions, you see. And then the Hubert thing out of uh, the leaking thing That'll all be whitewashed up and inconclusive. And then we got to get started on the investigation. When all of this has been investigated by Sarah Carter, uh, John Solomon, uh, the people up there on Hannity, Nunez, Jim Jordan, Mark Meadows, all these people 
have had this information and all of it. Uh, uh, Collins, who put out the information about the ores and the other testimonies and put them in the congressional record. Greg Jarrett's book, uh, Bongino's book, uh, Judge Janine's book, all these books that have got all the facts laid out perfect. And we're still debating whether there was any spying going on and why President Trump will not go ahead and declassify this crap because he gets the wrong advice, you see. And now they're going to put his son in pawn and in check and put him. And who's that? That's that stupid burr from North Carolina. Hey, you know, Mars Hill, uh, Charlotte, call up Burr's office and you tell him to get the damn traitor out of office. Okay? You tell him to get the traitor out of office and he's let all of the furniture companies and all of the fabric mills and textile mills in the Carolinas go bye-bye to China. And meanwhile, he wants to investigate the son of President Trump over some stupid meeting in there and based upon what Cohen, the fixer, lying piece of crap, who ain't going to make it past about the first two months, I don't think, even in that country club jail, unless he's got him a fighting ring and some toughened up uh, further than what he is. So if you guys see him down there, or the Lake Junaluska boys, that'll be a good one for you too. Call up Burr's office and you politely tell him that he's a traitor and he needs to get the heck out of office and that he's no good and it's a piece of crap, okay? And he has let all of your industry go. He's let it all go. You got the research triangle. You have very little of the textile, very little of the fabric mills, very little of any of the furniture companies. Oh, yeah, you still got a market or two. But it ain't like the way it used to be. It ain't like the way it used to be, because I know that. So anyway... What else is going on? Well, this week, let's go on the same theme. In the last week, week and a half, on the West Coast, the Marine base, we've had two Marine helicopters tip over. Well, it's not wind. How do they tip over? Oh, well, it's a glitch. Uh, uh, it must have been a pilot error. Well, they don't tell you because they don't know yet. And yet people are getting hurt. I'll tell you what it is. Somebody sits outside the base, sends a little beep on the command uh, deal, and beeps right into the Chinese chips that are in their dadgum helicopters, or uses the portable electromagnetic device and jams it all up and flips the thing on the side. Now, if that was the only thing happening, that would be different. But what else do we have? What else do we have? We've got... In Fullerton, California, Friday morning, all right, an IED explosion outside Denny's Restaurant, 8.50 a.m., 1100 block, South Harbor Boulevard in Fullerton. Okay? 
The explosion occurred near the side of the restaurant, was not electrical in nature, as initially reported by a caller. Bomb squad deputies also located a second IED and rendered it safe. So you got IEDs in Fullerton, California. Now, I didn't uh, talk about it. This was uh, last week. Carson, California. They had a blaze at a Phillips 66 refinery in Carson. Okay? This all fits right in, doesn't it? Started around 5 p.m. at the facility located at Sepulveda Boulevard in Alameda. I actually know where that's at. Firefighter crews from the refinery were joined by L.A. County and other agencies in battling the flames that caused the fire under investigation. People in the nearby cities were advised to keep windows closed as the flames emit thick clouds of smoke in the air. The same refinery also reported a fire on March 15th. You see, they've been trying to pop that one twice, and they still don't get it. And then, oh, here's another one. Seattle, Harbor View. 13 people, oh, there's your number 13, had to be decontaminated for radiation exposure. Eight of them hospitalized after a breach of a radioactive substance at the Harborview Medical Research and Training Building Thursday night in Seattle's First Hill neighborhood. Contractors were transporting cesium-137 near Terra Street and Terry Avenue when the breach occurred. According to Kristen Tinsley of Seattle Fire, Well, how did the breach occur? Who caused the breach? What was the breach? How many rads are there? And then interestingly today, the Net C, the uh, independent uh, radiation uh, uh, reporting network in the United States that has the uh, radiation monitors all over. Oh, and here comes the old Chinook helicopter right over the house. The old black Chinook helicopter flying right over the house. Hello, boys. How you doing up there? Ladies and gentlemen, it gets real interesting. And you all don't understand it sometimes, but this stuff is really, really, really real. Now, those are incidents when you got IEDs in Fullerton, California, then you got a problem. You've got all of these people coming up through the border. They've been coming for years and years and years. You got all of the Hamas, all of the Hezbollah, all of the Al-Qaeda, all of the Khorasan, all of the ISIS, all of the Sukkabakabakahabada-habada sects, whatever they call themselves. All right? You also have something really interesting in uh, Minneapolis, in Dinkytown. Hello to my Minneapolis uh, friends up there, Minnesota friends. In Dinkytown, you got some woman, somehow or another, in her apartment got exposed to ricin. But it's all nebulous, you see. Exposed to ricin. Well, ricin has to be made out of castor beans and all that. Extremely deadly. And uh, so then there's been no follow-up on that story from yesterday. And thanks to B&B, uh, B&E of B, uh, for providing me with that. 
story. <coughs> you guys watch everything. God bless you. And all you do. But anyway, be an E of B, okay? But that that Dickie Town story is quite interesting. She's had to go to the hospital, but there's no more information about it. Well, that's a terrorist event in the making right there, and ricin is nasty. It's a killer thing. We also have talked about all of the weather warfare. I uh, uh, sent it to Brother Quayle. If, uh, I haven't looked today at the uh, tropic, uh, the mimic from uh, uh, Jigger, but the, the amount of energy coming out of the North Pole, the Arctic Circle area, was off the charts. Uh, would have been, what, Wednesday or Thursday at about 4.10 a.m. Uh, Eastern Time, 3.10 Central, 2.10 Mountain, and 1.10 Pack, okay? So the fact is, Old Hawk was up watching that, and the amount of energy was just incredible. And then all day yesterday, I felt bad the entire day because I'm sensitive and got to pick up on some of this stuff. And hence, that's sometimes why I even go to look to see if it's there. But now I'm telling you, you know, you got all of this flooding down in uh, the Houston area, uh, Mississippi, and hello to my old buddy Ed down there, old, let me just say old tough Ed. He's a good man, merchant marine and a police officer. And uh, he tells me, Hawk, you're exactly right. I've, I've been involved at sea for years and as a policeman, and he's from Mississippi. I won't tell you the town, but he says, man, this weather is nothing to do with any weather systems we've ever seen before or any traditional weather or any kind of thing, and it's obvious that you're 100% correct that they're being controlled, and they are. And some of it could be somewhat benign in a sense, that they don't want the natural flows. They block all the moisture off the West Coast, but that also helps them because it takes food supply out of the out of the uh, equation in California, doesn't it? But it also prevents that radiation from Fukushima coming in. Meanwhile, most of all of the seafood in the in the Pacific is is cooked. It's done, you know, unless you get way up in Alaska or way out back towards China. In those areas. But back to the matter is, we got a whole lot of stuff going on. And it's all related and connected, and it all points. We'll be back in a moment. Hello there, and welcome to the bottom of the hour. This is Darren Craddock for Enner Health Botanicals, sole sponsor of the Survive to Thrive radio network, bringing you the Hawk on Thursdays and Fridays, Nurse Amy and Dr. Bones on Tuesdays, and myself with Total Health Freedom on Mondays and Wednesdays. We are all here to keep you informed and tell you more about how to stay healthy and aware. We talk on staying well naturally, being prepared, growing your own, and more. With the right tools, foods, and information, we give you the kind of truth that will set you free. Please support our network. 
Gentlemen, this is Hawk on Survive, number two, the numeral two, Thrive.net. And oh, I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, it is a preparatory time, and it should be. But I'm trying to just impress you with what the Lord is putting onto my spirit about how connected and, and how tough and stuff this could be. And it is going just like he's telling you in Matthew 24. Read the red letter edition. Read Jesus, what he has to say. Because I'm going to tell you what, if you're a Christian, you know what? Jesus is the reason that you're the Christian, because it is him. It's Lord Jesus. That is your Savior, or supposed to be. Not the Old Testament, although that's part of the Bible. Not another apostle, although that's part of the Bible, but I pay attention, and I'm here to tell you and alert you that what Lord Jesus had to say is very straightforward, and it's understandable, and you can read it to your children. Matthew 24, Luke 21, Matthew 25 is the thing to read to understand what you need to do. And also... John 14.10, I read 1 John chapter 4, verse 2, last night for my good friend in North Dallas. And I'll tell you what, that's worth reading again. I'll just read that again right now. Let me see if I've got that dialed in here. I can get it quick. 1 John's way in the back, so i got to get to it. Oh, let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen. I just have trouble finding it. Okay. What I'll do is I'll look for it in a minute and I'll read it in just a little bit. I can I can't turn to it right off the bat, so I'm gonna wait and not delay the thing here. So anyway, basically I'm gonna tell you is that if you want to understand what is going on, just read what Jesus has to say. And people say, well, Hawk, what's getting ready to happen? And I tell them, I say, you know what? Maybe you ought to read Lord Jesus and see what he has to say, you know? Maybe that's what you should do. Well, by Job, I'll tell you, and not Job, but by the Lord Jesus, I should say. That, ladies and gentlemen, is the key. It's understanding what's coming is understanding what Jesus has done is coming. I try not to paraphrase things, and I can't find it at this second. I can't just turn to it, and I'm getting goofed up. Anyway, let me just say this. You're supposed to test the spirits, okay? And anybody that comes, you're supposed to test them, and any of them that say... That Lord Jesus is the Son of God, has come down to earth in the flesh. That's of God. That's of the Lord, okay? Those who say that he was not on the earth as the Son of God in the flesh, that's not of the Lord. And that's the basic idea. 
You can test the spirits. You can test people based on their, what they're saying. And I'm... You start talking about the Lord Jesus and how to test the bad spirits, how you can tell who's of the Lord and who's not. Well, you see, then that is the problem, isn't it? You see, that is where you have the trouble. And so they're going to knock that off the air, you know what I mean? They want to knock that off the air. Well, let me tell you something. There's power in the blood of Jesus. There's power in the blood of Jesus, and he trumps over all of it, not using it as a pun, but he overwhelms and will take out the Luciferian scum that are trying to run this planet. And when Lucifer tries to make his big play, which he's being allowed to do, you see, you have to choose who you're going to worship. Whether you're going to stay with the Lord Jesus or you're going to worship, uh, you're going to worship uh, the piece of crap uh, little G Lucy, you know. So here's First John. Now the Lord has got me turned right good because here's what it is. They knocked me off the air by trying to quote this. Chapter 4, 1 John. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Hereby know ye the Spirit of God, every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist, whereof ye have heard that it should come, and even now already is it in the world. Ladies and gentlemen, the Antichrist does not want that message out. And they knocked me off the Skype and popped me off of that. Yet I'm still on the computer, but the Skype is off, you see? Really very interesting. So I'm on a, an alternative means here, and I'll just yell loud and we'll get it on through. So we had all of these things going on. We got the weather warfare going on, and then... Here's something else that uh, my old buddy, uh, uh, Doc Jack from uh, Carolina, sent me. Uh, Great Lake water levels at the precipice of disaster. With flooding occurring or imminent, imminent or already occurring in New York, Ohio, and Michigan. Okay. Uh, the Great Lakes levels are running high and can approach record territory this summer. Yeah, because a lot of the snowmelt hasn't even melted yet. And New York State is bracing for flooding along the shoreline of Lake Ontario. Uh, let's see. Get the second page here. And uh, lakeshore flooding is already occurring in northwestern Ohio and southeastern Michigan. Great Lakes uh, tributary waters have been filled by numerous spring rain events in the central U.S. and recent rainfall is already high water levels surging in the Great Lakes, contributing to flooding along the lake shores. Parts of Ohio, Michigan, New York expected to follow suit the day ahead. Areas along Lake Ontario shoreline are at the precipice of a disaster, according to New York Governor Andrew Cuomo. Well, Andrew Cuomo, 
maybe uh, just, uh, you know, pull the babies out of the wombs and start aborting them up there. Is that what you're all in for, I guess, these days, too? Ridiculous, Como. As forecasts for additional rain threaten to push water levels past the flood level. New York State has already deployed more than 800,000 sandbags and hundreds of pumps and 920 feet of temporary dams in eight counties. So you ain't hearing about this on the TV, are you? Up there too much. Locally you are. But all of those counties are going. Missouri and Mississippi, they're above flood stage. Uh, I think probably the old Raccoon River, uh, probably the Illinois River, the uh, all the different red rivers, all the different rivers are filled up. And meanwhile, you see, the food is being interdicted, and the price of food is going to go up. And now, with the tariffs, you want to know why the red Chinese reneged on their promises on the tariffs? Because the, the things have lasted longer, and then somebody has given the word, given the word to try to take this world to war. This is all warfare preparation, ladies and gentlemen. You need to guard yourselves and govern yourselves accordingly. And I'm speaking loud so you can hear it. I'll interrupt the supper uh, right there, you see. Or the fools who do the drinking games and all that stuff. When Hawk says a certain word, they have a sip. You know, all that stupid stuff. Because I'm going to tell you what. Half the stuff is a day late and a dollar short in the military. One thing, you know, you've seen the stories that the Merchant Marine has been warned about the shipping in the channels. Do you know that we hardly have any U.S. flag vessels anymore? Hardly have any of them at all. And uh, if we did, they're not the proper Merchant Marine that were highly trained and extremely skillful. And we would probably be hard-pressed, just as Great Britain was during the war down there in the old... Uh, Antarctic area a few years back off the coast of Argentina, you know, in the Falklands or Malvinas, depending upon your persuasion and view. They had to borrow ships from other people to even supply their troops or take their troops to the Falkland Islands. And then you know what? Didn't the Argentinians use an Exocet missile and take out a British ship? So when I said that there was 100 Exocet, 110 Super Sunburns, and then now there's got to be hundreds and hundreds of their own cruise missiles, plus Russian Skival torpedoes, which go supersonic underwater, and there ain't no defense for them either, and they can have nuclear warheads on them. You see, all of this stuff was supposed to be solved in carrier groups back in the 80s with the Ronald Reagan. The Ronnie Reagan was supposed to have all of the good stuff on it. Bush stripped all of the, the upper-level technology off of it. That ship was supposed to have on it multiple reactors to run all the different stuff, the weapons, all of it. But they were supposed to have the laser beams, the particle weapons, the rail guns that they're supposedly just now developing. They had all that crap since the 70s, 80s. It's all in the upper-level breakaway technology. And now they're talking, you know, we've talked about all these hypersonic, all this that the Russians have. Now Space Daily has a story here. F-35C jets be armed with hypersonic cruise missiles. 
Well, we had that crap, and guess what it's called? It's called the Hawk, the H-A-W-C, the Hawk, hypersonic air-breathing weapon concept. You've had that weapon since the 80s. Since the 80s. Lockheed Martin, get it off the assembly line and put it out on the stuff now. Quit screwing around. Get it into the B-52s, the P-8 Poseidons, and put it on the Super Hornets and the B-1 Bombers. And you better get them B-1s fired up because they got the old analog, top-of-the-line analog stuff that is more impervious to any EMP or any kind of uh, hacking. That's why they've been using the B-1s a lot. That's also why they still use... Those old World War, Cold War spy planes, you know, that used to go up all the time and over Cuba and over Russia and all that stuff. Then one was shot down. I remember that during the Kennedy administration when they gave him through Oswald's people, they gave him the information about how to shoot that plane down. Okay. Well, they still use those because they still work. But anyway, I'm just trying to say to you, now we've got all these stories. Rayathon shoots down multiple drones with a directed laser weapon. And I told you last night they have it on their uh, multispectral targeting system using sensors and directed microwaves and lasers both to blast enemy unmanned aerial vehicles out of the sky, okay, during training exercise, field exercise. On a Polar, a Polaris, MR, ZR4, all terrain vehicle. Well, all that's fine and good. Why don't you put it on a doggone ship and put it on some F-35s or put them on some of them F-22 Raptors after you get the oxygen thing settled out and get rid of the Chinese chips and all of those planes? Or put it on something, you know, put it on a Warthog. I don't care. But you better get some stuff up because I'm going to tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. The U.S. military can no longer fight in more than one or two, two at the most, theaters of war. There was a time that we could fight in three, four, or five theaters of war, okay, at the same time. But all of that was squandered and given away by successive people. And the, the, the Royal Plus hand we had in 1945, 46, was all dealt away. And, you know, this whole economy thing is about ready to go south, too, not because of what President Trump did. President Trump has done all the right things. But if you recall the tax stuff that was supposed to be, the corporate tax rate was supposed to go down to 15 percent. It didn't go down that far, it went to 21, but had it gone to 15, they had it set up where they were supposed to build plants and hire American citizens and their plants and close the plants overseas, okay, and bring them all back. So even at 21, they could still have done it, but they didn't tie it, and they took that part out. And then, you see, that would have increased the amount of hiring and increased all of the different things. And then, of course, the Federal Reserve went right off the bat and raised all the rates right off the bat to make sure to kill the Trump increases. And then also, if you take a look at the things, the inner city opportunity zones that have been created and are never really talked about on the news, 
but they were supposed to be created, and then they were going to be filled out, and then they were going to use those areas to build new manufacturing plants and to hire people in the inner cities, and that was going to also be tied in with small business loans all over the United States, and it was going to let it rip, and then by now we would be into, and Trump's third part here, Trump expected to be into the infrastructure build-outs that could then be the hardening of the power grids, okay, could be new airports, new bridges, new roads, all the different items. And it's possible that he would raise the gasoline tax. But that by then, it would have been so powerfully wonderful in terms of what was going on. I think we could have had, instead of these threes, we had a three, six, and three, two. We had a three, two the first quarter, even after a tremendous closing of the government for a large portion of that time. And with the tariff talks of the Chinese involved, which they need to be involved. Because they've been stealing everything since Nixon opened it up and since Poppy Bush's people, George Herbert Walker Bush, first ambassador, you know, after Nixon, right? He's the one that opened it all up, and then they got into partnership with the Lucys over there, the alleged Lee family and others, the trillionaires in China, and bought it all up, bought all those things up, you see, and became partners. With the PLA. And then old Rockefeller just loved the red Chinese. David did. So I think if we would have let Trump's program go in as he wanted to do it, by now we'd be having 5 6% growth, and we'd be kicking the, you know what, the stepping out of everybody else, and then the Chinese would be begging to do the deal, and they'd do the deal. But at the same time, we'd have already moved plants back to make pencils, to make uh, maybe in Burr's districts, okay, North Carolina, maybe in Lindsay's district of South Carolina down there. Maybe we'd have some, and maybe in Georgia, maybe we'd have some textile mills come back, maybe new ones, maybe small ones. Make some fabric for a change to put on a sofa that the uh, new factory worker in Ohio or Illinois or Michigan or Wisconsin or uh, Kansas City or Dallas or whatever, or out in Seattle, Washington, or in L.A., the factory worker could be buying a new sofa made in the Carolinas, all right, with fabric made in the Carolinas, cushions made there, and the whole nine yards like it used to be, and let that money go down through and create three and four jobs for every one of those. And then you could bring in qualified immigration. You could bring in people who are qualified and put them in the jobs as you did it. But that would be after you had already done the other aspect of the vocational training that Ivanka was involved with and the STEM school training and all of that. Instead, they pick a STEM school in Colorado in the red flag state, and they throw another MK Ultra Columbine type Aurora type crew to try to kill school kids in a STEM school, science, technology, et cetera, you know, engineering and math. All right. So this thing, I'm going to just tell you this way. 
If you read what Lord Jesus had to say, it's going to get so bad that if the time were not shortened, there would no, for the elect's sake, there would be no flesh would be saved. And they're also going to lock you up and take you before the judges and the synagogues and the courts and the kings and all the stuff because you believe in Lord Jesus and you'd be hated for his name's sake. And in Luke 21, he tells you who's going to betray you, right? If you don't remember, then go read Luke 21 immediately after the show. Who's going to betray you? It's, it's not the guy down the street. It's your, it's your parents or your friends or your kinsfolk or your co-workers or somebody. If they're going to turn you in for the government cheese and keep your tea off time at the uh, at the Third Baptist Country Club underground, uh, close to the mall with the uh, uh, fence uh, with the barbed wire around it, surrounding, keeping all the megachurch people safe inside. At gunpoint, you see. You got to get serious. You got to get prepared. And part of getting prepared is getting firearms if you do not have them. And if you've got some, make sure you've got for every person also the holsters. You need everybody has to have the full kit. They need to have the boots. You need to have the, uh, you know, camouflage or just good blue jeans or whatever it is with good boots, and you need to have the proper proper uh, rain gear. You need to have the NBC gear in a patch, all right? You need to have a backpack on, at least a fighting load or a house load, but be that as it may, with a butt pack and the whole nine yards, plenty of um, water bladders or canteens. I still like the old canteens. And that way, you've got a basis to keep your gear where you can put your pouches and put your magazines in it. And incidentally, for a semi-automatic uh, battle-type rifle, an AK uh, variant like an MK-90 or Mac 90 or whatever, or Mahdi or whatever it might be, a semi-automatic, you need at least 12 30-round magazines. For an M4 or, or a 223 uh, AR-15 type of platform, you need 30-round magazines. You need 12 of those at least, okay? And that's weight's heavy. But I'm going to tell you what, that's what you're going to need if you're going to be at war at some point. And who knows who it could be? It could be a whole raft of uh, Russian Spetsnaz in your area, Okay trying to take down a dam or, you know, the TVA or trying to take down a boulder dam or trying to take out once again, as they've tried already two, three times, different ones, sometimes Muslims, sometimes other types, okay, clandestine types to take out that uh, power plant outside there uh, in Arizona, the new power plant out there uh, west of town or southwest, whatever it is, of Phoenix in that area. We talked many times about the, uh, over the years, you know, about the MMB having gone in there twice and had to take out nuclear, uh, 
devices that were being installed near that thing. And see, that not only feeds Phoenix and Arizona, but it also does almost all of Southern California. Ladies and gentlemen, you need to prepare like you never prepared. And do not give yourself up willy-nilly into some stupid street arguments and that kind of stuff. You get prepared. You get your ducks in the row. You get your magazines all fixed up. You get all of your NBC gear, and you keep buying a can of chunky soup here and there and putting it back and putting it back. Ladies out there, if you're you're not into the fighting thing, I'm going to tell you something you can do. What a, what an economy for the future might hold for you. If you get an old pedal sewing machine, and I know that uh, what's the the people in Ohio Lehman's catalog has a pedal sewing machine in the back that you can still get. All right, and I'm going to tell you, I would get. Blue jean, denim fabric. I would get chambray fabric for shirts. I would get flannel fabric. I would get um, camouflage fabrics. And I would get all of the, the threads. You know that most of the threads now come from China? So you'd better buy all of the threads you can get your hands out of all the colors and start laying them back and laying back fabric, stacking it up on the shelves. And you need men's and women's and children's patterns for all of the basic pants, blue jeans, you know. So you better get some grommets, better get a, you know, a, a rivet gun or grommet gun and all of those items and get a, extra needles. Extra thread, extra bobbins, extra bric-a-brac. Whatever it is you use to sew, you better get extra of it. And get you extra patterns and start to understand how to change the pattern or make it bigger or smaller. Now, other people out there, you need to get extra boots. If you can get the boots that have the Goodyear welt, you have a welt that can be fixed, you know, or resold, okay, what have you. You're going to need winter boots because even in the southern exposures, I think we might go to an Arctic or to a mini ice age or maybe full-blown. If you have a nuclear winter, it's going to go full-blown, won't it? So then you got to have enough food to last for two, three, four years, maybe. So the way you do that is to not worry about the three years, but to say, I need to get another day's food. I need to get another week's food. And work it that way, and the more you can get, the more you're better off you are. Ladies and gentlemen, you want to keep old Hawk on the air, and I hope you do. I'm going to keep swinging the old ball back right into Lucy's head against the enemies of the Lord Jesus. Keep trying to warn you, as I'm told and do, and I'm trying to be obedient to it, and I stick with it. Anything can be set to Hawk. 3965 West 83rd Street, number 356, Prairie Village, Kansas, 662. Zero eight. Ladies and gentlemen, may the mighty men and women of valor strike blows against the loose brains with their high technology. I know you guys are back, basically some of you from the paradise planet. You come on back and you get ready to, to light them suckers up in Iran or China or Russia or North Korea or Venezuela or whatever, because the North got the dude turn around ballistic. 